Hello and welcome back to Indie Author Weekly. This is the podcast for indie authors, aspiring authors, and curious bookworms who want the inside scoop, tips and motivation, and behind the scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, a productivity strategist and author of polyamorous rom-coms. Now, have you ever wondered about what it's like to have beta readers for your book? Well, that is exactly what we are discussing on today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. For new and returning listeners, you can now get all Indie Author Weekly podcast episodes plus book and writing updates delivered directly to your inbox each week at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today, I want to share about my recent experience with working with three beta readers for my upcoming novel, Small Town Stilettos, A Modern Marriage of Convenience. In this episode, we are going to explore why beta readers are a good idea for your book, what the process was like for working with my beta readers, how the results turned out, and also what I would do differently next time. I want to make a note of two quick things before we really dive in. First of all, can I just say that beta readers are amazing, incredible people? They volunteer to read a rough draft of a story, and they take the time and energy out of their day to provide thoughtful feedback on how you can improve it. That is absolutely amazing. It is a huge commitment. It means so, so much to me that people are out there and willing to do this. That's so wonderful. Second, before we like dive into everything about this whole beta reader experience, here's a teaser about the Small Town Stilettos rom-com for your reference. So this is the story that my beta readers were providing feedback on. Big city fashion designer Margaret Peggy Malcolm never dreamed that she would be stuck back in her tiny hometown. But when her aunt dies, Peggy needs to handle everything with her estate. And it turns out to have a rather unusual stipulation. Peggy needs to marry her childhood sweetheart, Logan Finley, in order to access her inheritance. Things get more complicated when another old flame of hers comes strolling into town. Visit Goodreads to add small town stilettos to your want to read list. Link is in the show notes. This book, by the way, also features the there was only one bed trope. There is a fun love triangle. There's polyamory included in it. There is a lot of really great things. And of course, it's a modern marriage of convenience. So that's always a lot of fun too. Okay, so... That's the information about the book out of the way. Now, why should you get beta readers for your book in the first place? Why do you want to get beta readers? Are beta readers a good idea for your situation? Beta readers are amazing human beings, as I mentioned, and they really provide you with insights on what's working and more importantly, what's not working with your story from the reader perspective. As writers, we often get too close to our work where we forget about one thing or another. 
from the story. We take certain elements of our story for granted, or we might assume that something is really clear and obvious, when in fact, maybe it's too subtle or it's kind of messy. Beta readers provide some distance from the work in progress so that we can really find out what the reader's experience is like as a third party. In other words, beta readers can point out all the things that aren't working or the things that they would prefer to see more or less of when we are too close to the work to, for, to be able to see it for our, ourselves. Beta readers can help us to realize if parts of the plot are too slow or too rushed and also whether we need to do more character development or relationship development in various stages throughout the manuscript. This means that getting beta readers is like peeking into the future so that you can make awesome improvements. Beta readers are a crystal ball for what future readers will be saying about your book. I love it. Beta readers are such a gift. On another note, from the other side of the table, I feel like being a beta reader yourself would be a really good idea as a way to get early testimonials if you are in a situation where you want to be a developmental editor or that kind of thing. If you want to be a freelancer who helps authors develop their stories, but you're just kind of struggling to get your first few clients, then maybe talk to some authors about being a beta reader so that you can both build your skill set and get their testimonials on their experience with working with you. Just a thought. All right, so what kind of process did I use with my beta readers for having them give me feedback on Small Town Stilettos? I had three beta readers for Small Town Stilettos. I wanted to have three of them to um, be able to get a variety of different perspectives on my story and to also see if some of the same issues were cropping up for all three of the readers, right? So if there was something where all three of them were commenting the same type of thing about a particular element of the story, then that's a really good indicator that I need to improve or, or make changes to that. Whereas if only one of the beta readers had some kind of an issue with a part of the story and the other two thought that that part was really good, then that's indicative that, you know, maybe I need to make that part of the story more clear or something like that, but I don't necessarily need to do a, a complete overhaul. I also felt like if I had more than three beta readers, that would just get a lot of different input. It would be almost too much to try to sort of manage. So I felt like three was a really good number. So I had each of them complete a really short survey um, right at the beginning where they were just confirming that they understood what the process would look like and the time frame that I was asking them to commit to, just to make sure that we were all on the same page with this. So I took the Small Town Stilettos manuscript and I turned it into a fillable PDF. So I had three questions after every couple of chapters um, just to get the beta reader's experience or thoughts on those previous couple of chapters. And then I also included a series of questions at the very end of the book um, with their overall thoughts on the story. That way, it was easy for the beta reader to jot down their, their thoughts and their notes directly into the manuscript if they wanted. It also helped guide their feedback towards specific areas that I especially wanted their thoughts on. I gave them three weeks to read and provide feedback, 
which happened to be about the end of December, so that was just a few months ago. After all of them submitted their feedback, I compiled it into a single document, chapter by chapter, so that I could refer back to it as I went through the entire manuscript myself and jotted down my own notes. This was helpful for me to look at um, to look at it when a beta reader said something like, I wish we got to know the love interest better, or it feels as though this friendship is rushed. Right? Looking at all of that really gave me an incredible opportunity to identify key areas of the manuscript where I can flesh out some scenes or add more to it in different areas. So by having all of the beta reader feedback compiled into one document and then having my own notes separate, um, that way I could have a really good, solid understanding of all of it, rather than, you know, getting too much in the weeds of it all or getting too distracted by that feedback versus this feedback. My beta readers provided very thoughtful feedback, which I am so grateful for. It was actually kind of funny. Two of my beta readers both said, I hope this doesn't come across as too harsh when they were submitting their feedback. And, you know, that's very sweet of them. Their notes were not harsh at all. But I totally understand that we sometimes feel the need to temper our critiques. We don't want the artist to interpret our comments in the wrong way or to hurt their feelings, right? That kind of thing. But, frankly... If you, as the author, are going to take beta, read, beta reader feedback as a personal attack, then you really should not have beta readers, okay? The entire point of beta readers is so that they, they critique your work and they point out the flaws with it. That is their entire purpose, their entire role. If you can't handle that, then you probably shouldn't have beta readers, so I actually really loved that my beta readers were willing to be so candid with me in their feedback. My story, Small Town Stilettos, is going to be so much stronger and better because of their candid and very thoughtful feedback. But of course, I this was my first time having beta readers, right? So I totally understand that you might be in a place where you're trying to sort of work through your ego or you're afraid of getting critiqued, right? That's That's okay, but in that case, then don't get beta readers just yet, okay? There are really two reasons why I had not gotten beta readers for my previous novels, right? For the Polyamorous Passion series to date. Reason number one is that I didn't want to be swayed by other people's opinions while I was writing my stories. I had a very clear idea of what I did and didn't want to include in the books. And I found that for my first few books, I really wanted to just trust myself. I didn't want to get extra feedback because I was worried that that might make me second guess myself, right? So by not having by not having beta readers early on, it actually enabled me to develop a better sense, I think, of self-trust. So that now, right, when I do get feedback from beta readers, I can take some aspects of it with a grain of salt, where I might say, okay, that's fine that you didn't like that part of it or something like that, but I'm going to go in this direction, right? So we can kind of be um, a little bit more cautious or aware of what we do and do not want to include. The second reason why I have not had beta readers previously is because I was not ready to receive candid feedback for a work in progress. Right. I, I knew that I might not um, that it might put me down like I, I might feel bad and then I might stop writing. Um, 
And that's okay. Again, if you are in that that place where you're like, you know what, I can't handle receiving feedback while I'm in the middle of writing a story, um, then don't do it, <laughs> right? But now I'm at this point where I'm really excited to get critiques, right? Because I want that. I want to improve my story and I'm, I'm able to use that information to better my story. So that's really why I waited until now to get beta readers. Um, with small town stilettos, you know, I really knew that beta feedback would be a wonderful supplement to my own ideas. And I knew that it wouldn't sway me to go in a different direction than planned because I already trust myself as an author. And I also knew that I am now in this place where I welcome critiques of my works in progress, right? So I'm now in this really good place for accepting beta reader feedback. Um, And frankly, you know, I'm really glad that I did wait until now for those reasons. So if you are considering getting beta readers, I would caution you, you know, make sure that you truly trust yourself and make sure that your ego is not going to get in the way of accepting criticism, right? So if you are moving forward with beta readers, just like move forward with with that sort of in mind, um, be very intentional with that choice of getting beta readers. Okay, so the feedback that I received from my beta readers was, as I mentioned, extremely useful. My beta readers made some great points about areas that I definitely need to improve in my story. Um, In some aspects of it, they pointed out elements I had not thought of before. I didn't realize it was being interpreted that way. So that's really great for me to improve on. Um, Other aspects of the book, they actually gave feedback that reinforced what I was already kind of thinking I wanted to change. So all in all, it was super, super successful, um, really wonderful experience. Honestly, the only real issue that I had through this process um, was that one of my beta readers didn't provide her feedback until more than four weeks after the others. So that was seven weeks after I'd given her the manuscript. And, you know, 2021 started out as a gone show. So I completely understand that it was a very hectic time of year. And this particular person had also ended up unexpectedly moving during that time. There was a lot going on for her. So it, it makes sense. You know, I totally understand that her feedback was delayed as a result. But at the same time, I also felt really bad for my other two beta readers who did get me their feedback so much earlier. Um, One of them was ill and she still got it to me within a month of receiving my manuscript. So I felt kind of bad that she felt as though she needed to be rushed with it um, when, you know, it ended up being that I had to wait, right? I had to put my own timelines on hold for using her feedback. Um, So, you know, if I had known in advance that the third beta reader was going to take that extra time, then I probably would have given all of the beta readers that extra time, right? Just, you know, to make it nice and fair for them. Um, And again, you know, as I mentioned, it definitely threw off my own timelines for working on rewrites and edits, which is unfortunate, but these things happen, right? So to, to handle this in the future, if I have beta readers again... I think that I will make sure that I give them a bit longer of a time period to read and provide feedback. Maybe I'll check in with them along the way to see how things are going and if they need extra time. 
And I'll also give myself extra buffer time within my own timelines um, on the assumption that they might not give it back to me within the time frame that they agree to. Right. So I won't assume that I'll actually, you know, like the day after they give it to me, I'll be working on the book. Maybe I'll give myself an extra two weeks buffer time um, so that I don't have it planned into my own timelines. So these are always good things to think about. You know, anytime that we are creating timeframes for ourselves, if we are depending on other people or relying on other people along the way to um, complete any kind of project, then we, we really do need to factor in those buffer times in the case that they might not meet the deadlines that we'd agreed on, right? This is something that, um, that we just need to, to keep in mind on an ongoing basis. The other major thing that I want to think a lot about uh, before getting beta readers in the future is this. Figuring out at what stage of the manuscript to send them a draft. So some of the beta reader feedback included comments where they didn't like the main character that much in certain areas of the book. You know, one of the comments was that they felt that she's a selfish person. And when I was starting to work on my rewrites, I realized that that kind of um, feedback was actually a result of me giving my beta readers such an early draft of the manuscript to look at. So the way that I do the writing process is that normally my characters start out kind of rough in the first couple drafts. So I have an idea of where this character is going, what all the nuances are and the complexities, but the first couple of drafts, they're a much more rough version of themselves. And it's really the way, you know, again, the way that I write, it's not until after the third draft or so that we really start seeing those layers of complexity in that main character. So that was my bad. Um, I truly believe that if I'd given a later draft to my beta readers, they would have had a very different opinion of my main character. So that's something that I'll need to think about if I get beta readers again. How far into the writing process should a beta reader read your book? Um, maybe this is also something where I need to be more clear upfront about what elements of the story I'm more concerned about than others, right? So there's there's a lot of pieces to take into consideration here and a lot that we can learn from it. Um, I don't really have an answer to this at this stage, but it's something to certainly explore and think about and potentially experiment with down the line, right? So potentially try giving beta readers an even earlier draft of the book to get their general thoughts on the story and the plot, and then a much more polished draft of the book to get their their thoughts on the actual characters themselves, right? Maybe that's the way to do it. I'll have to, I'll have to do some experimenting with it. Okay, so lastly, um, I find, I think, that there is a huge benefit to getting beta readers who are already familiar with our work. Right, so it's great to have beta readers who, um, who don't know our work because they're not coming in with preconceived notions. But one of my beta readers is a book blogger, and she's been reading and reviewing my books right from the beginning. So her feedback was super valuable in a different kind of way because she knows my work, she knows my writing style, she knows my characters, um, she knows my style of telling stories. 
And so as a result, she was able to provide me with a really interesting nuanced feedback based on that previous knowledge of my work. So that was really cool and helpful. I would definitely encourage you that if you are getting beta readers, um, if you've already published some books in the past, then, you know, try to get beta readers who have actually read those books, who enjoy your stories, who enjoy your writing style, because they'll be able to give you this feedback that um, takes into account all of that prior knowledge, right? At any rate, I am so excited about Small Town Stilettos. This story is going to be so much better because of the feedback that each of my three beta readers gave me. I am so thankful for all three of them and the incredible suggestions that they gave me. It is such a gift to hear their feedback and their reader experience so that I can improve the book before publishing it later this year. And stay tuned for that. In the meantime, definitely add Small Town Stilettos to your want-to-read list on Goodreads. All right, that, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources at saganmorrow.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate your support. Until next week, this is Sagan Morrow signing off the Indie Author Weekly Podcast.